Welcome to Rave Dad's Diary, the show that explores the globalization of electronic dance music from the perspective of a rural Alberta boy turned raver. I'm your host and resident Rave Dad, Paul Brooks. Rave Dad's Diary broadcasts on CJSW 90.9 FM in Calgary at the University of Calgary campus and community radio station located on Treaty 7 land. I acknowledge the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in southern Alberta, which includes the Blackfoot Confederacy, the Siksika, the Pagani, and Kaina First Nations, the Sutina First Nation, and the Stony Nakoda. The city of Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta, Region 3. Welcome to episode 14 of Rave Dad's Diary. On today's show, I speak with Elaine Mongeau, founder and current managing and artistic director of Mutech. We're talking about hybrid, cutting-edge Canada, a digital festival taking place March 11th to 14th, 2021. It's free and it's going to be amazing. Learn about the program and register now via virtual.mutech.org. That's virtual.mutech.org. Later in today's program, I catch up with one of the artists presenting at the hybrid event. Priori is a Montreal-based artist, and we'll hear a portion of his exceptional live performance from Mutech Montreal 2019. I was there, IRL, and I have some wonderful memories of that night. Well, fragments of memories. Thank you to everyone who reached out about last week's interview with synthwave pioneer Ohama. You can listen back to that or any episode of the show on cjsw.com, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Don't forget to follow at Rave Dad's Diary on Instagram. All right, let's rave. We're listening to the sounds of Gene Talem. They're performing this weekend as part of a program called Hybrid Cutting Edge Canada. The free online festival is a collaboration between Montreal's Mutech and Hellerau, European Centre for the Arts in Dresden, Germany. The event boasts electronic music performances on virtual stages, an interactive virtual gallery exhibiting innovative digital artworks, short films, and listening rooms showcasing Canadian creativity. It all takes place on the virtual Mutech platform. Earlier this week, I spoke with Elaine Mongeau, founder and current managing and artistic director, about the event and how Mutech is adapting to serve online audiences. Hi, 
how did Mutech, based in Montreal, and Hellerau, European Center for the Arts, based in Dresden, Germany, come together to collaborate on hybrid cutting-edge Canada? So Hellerau is a center that exists for quite a long time in, in Germany, in Dresden. And a few years ago, this new director came, uh, Moritz Lobeck, and uh, started, I guess, to see what he could do to uh, establish his uh, um, print on that uh, context. And uh, he was quite interested in, in Mutech. Uh, tried to see if we could collaborate on something together. So he came to the festival in Montreal uh, a few years ago. He, uh, yeah, like two years ago for our 20th anniversary. And uh, an opportunity to work together came when uh, Canada was, uh, uh, became the, the guest of honor of the Frankfurt Book Fair for last year. Uh, and through that invitation, uh, the Heritage Canada and the Canada Council for the Arts used the opportunity to transform uh, the year into a Canada year in Germany. And uh, we're interested in seeing different projects and funding different projects that would showcase Canadian creativity in Germany not just in electronic music or digital arts, but all uh, types of uh, arts. So the Hellerau actually applied to get some funding to be able to do this event, which uh, ended up being uh, something that we were supposed to present last year in March. Uh, I think we were maybe two weeks apart from uh, seeing the event unfold in reality. And when the pandemic uh, hit us, well, everything was put on, on hold and postponed. <clears throat> and we, uh, yeah, it was put on hold and we resumed conversations a few months ago saying, uh, let's try to do this uh, and uh, try to make it uh, into a virtual event. And we approached all the artists that were supposed to be part of the uh, first project last year and uh, had a dialogue with each of them trying to see what can we come up with uh, to ensure your participation in this new model of a virtual event. Uh, the funny thing is now we've been accustomed to seeing all kind of events called uh, hybrid events, uh, but the name of the event was actually decided many months before the pandemic uh, hit. It was already called hybrid. Uh, and now it seems like something very common, but um, it was something that was uh, had nothing to do with the pandemic at all. So very timely uh, in the way. Tell me about how this collaboration is benefiting Canadian artists. Well, to begin with, because of the context, you know, again, this idea of Canada as a guest of honor and uh, of the Frankfurt Book Fair and, and making this a Canada year in, in Germany, um, all projects that uh, were supported by the Canada Council for the Arts were about showcasing Canadian 
uh, creativity and talent. So uh, what we end up uh, we ended up doing is actually we use the kind of format that uh, Mutec as a festival usually uh, have has uh, and and uh, um, transform the collaboration into a mini fest. It's like a mini Mutec festival, so it showcases. Uh, a, a, in a quite condensed fashion, a bit everything that we usually have in the festival, ranging from um, audiovisual performances to uh, more musical performances. There's one DJ uh, act there. We don't have so many of those in the regular festival, but there's one there. Uh, in the gallery, then the virtual gallery, we'll have a few pieces uh, that are more linked to installations so in real life there would be interactive installations uh, in this context it's virtual installations uh, so it the the format of the event allows us to showcase a number of artists about 20 artists uh, Canadian artists uh, and it's quite uh, fresh projects because we uh, we, as I said, we contacted all the artists to see what they could come up with uh, and uh, ended up recording new material uh, either here in Montreal or uh, in Germany. We had a few artists that are Canadian based in, in Berlin and they traveled to Dresden, uh, which is a few hours away, uh, to record on site some performances that are going to be presented in the virtual platform. And we had other artists uh providing new uh material new recordings for uh for the gallery gallery space hybrid cutting edge canada is all taking place on the virtual.mutech.org platform and it features as you said uh, electronic musical premieres produced in montreal and dresden germany as well as digital artworks and short films uh, we're going to listen to uh, some music from one of the artists on the bill who goes by the name Uri. Elaine, can you tell me about the project Uri is presenting at Hybrid Cutting Edge Canada? So Uri is an artist that we discovered a few years ago. Uh, liked her. Um, yeah, like like her work. She's involved in different types of projects. And uh, last year for the Mutech Festival in Montreal, we asked her, what do you want to do? Uh, and gave her a kind of a carte blanche, like a, a free pass to come up with like a new project. And she surprised us with uh, doing this very musical uh, performance with a cello. Um, and like we, we discovered the day of the, of the festival, the day of the performance, what she was coming up with. And we're quite surprised, but we didn't even know that she played cello, actually. <laughs> um, so uh, it was a quite improvised, let's say, uh, thing for us back then. And this for for the Dresden, after discussing with her, uh, she wasn't too satisfied with the recording that we did at the festival last year. The sound was not very good, so she asked if she could do uh, a new version of the performance. Uh, so what we have is 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 more purely a musical performance uh, with no visuals, no VJ or anything. It's it's quite focused. 
uh, on this like listening and instrumental performance. You're listening to Rave Dad's Diary on 90.9 FM CJSW, and my guest is Alain Mongeau, founder and artistic director of Mutech, an international organization dedicated to the promotion of electronic music and the digital arts. We just heard a track by Uri. They're a part of the lineup for Hybrid Cutting Edge Canada, an online festival taking place Thursday, March 11th to Sunday, March 14th, 2021. The event is free. Register now via virtual.mutech.org. Hi, Elaine. Hello. So Mutech often brings together electronic and digital artists 
and folks from other disciplines like science and technology to have conversations about real world issues like climate change uh, and the advancement of AI. What do artists have to contribute to these conversations? Um, well, I think music has always been about cross-pollination. Uh, it has always been also about integrating uh, new technologies into artistic practices. And uh, it, I think it's like an intersecting dialogue uh, between using technology for uh, artistic purposes. So, I mean, the, there's always been the part of the festival that showcases work using new technologies. For instance, we'll have uh, an artist using lasers and we end up presenting a laser-based uh, performance. Um, and more recently, uh, with this the rise of interest around uh, AI, artificial intelligence, we've uh, uh, started to integrate more and more performances that deal with that, but not just uh, on the festival side. There's also a daytime component that we call the forum, uh, where it's a bit more uh, discursive. We bring in not only artists, but other people from other fields uh, to uh exchange on the use of those technologies in relation to artistic practices. Uh, so the forum uh, ha has been one way of dealing with different matters uh, that sometimes are not, not even so much related to art, but maybe a bit more related to uh, society. Uh, and uh, it, it allows us to actually do a more like 360 degree uh, exploration of different topics that we feel uh, matter today. Mutec is renowned for these immersive multimedia experiences. How do you take an online event like Hybrid Cutting Edge Canada and make it feel like a Mutec experience? Um, good question. Um, it's, uh, first, I guess you have to stretch your imagination a little bit. Um, we, we have to realize, I mean, we developed the virtual platform that is used for this hybrid festival last year, uh, as a, let's say, uh, a measure to um, provide a possible output for performances that were perhaps not going to be able to be presented in front of a public. So last year when we did the festival, festival was originally uh, supposed to happen in, in August and we, 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 we did it in, in September. And we didn't know if it was possible to have any form of real life presentation in front of a real audience. Uh, so we we decided to approach the festival in a quite different manner, saying uh, no matter what, we'll be uh, hosting performances and we'll present those performances on a virtual stage. If we uh, are able to have an audience in the venues, uh, it's going to be a bonus. 
but we're approaching the venues more like a, as a recording studio than anything else. And we decided to develop our own platform because uh, if we remember back then, there was already a kind of a digital fatigue. Uh, we were quite accustomed to having streams and different social media. And, and we felt like the, the, the experience there of uh, consuming, let's say, performances or uh, artistic uh, material was quite diluted. So we wanted to create a platform where the audience would converge and interact because we have some t chat rooms and all that, something that's uh, also uh, part of this hybrid festival in the next few days. So we, we really wanted to, uh, I mean, what, what we, we told ourselves internally in the team was we don't only want to do like a streaming festival. We want to try to develop more like a virtual festival experience. Um, not that we, I don't think we were, if we invented something amazing there, because in the little time we had to develop the platform, uh, it, it was hard to go very far in that sense. But it's it's more creating like a platform to uh, reproduce to a certain uh, scale the 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 community uh, or the communal experience of a festival. And, and that's basically it. Uh, there's not much more to it. Uh, for the rest, it, uh, it, it, it's it's just an outlet to allow artists to be seen, to be able to to connect a little bit to a certain public. And we added, of course, a few features in the in the in the platform that are good to have certain performances for instance offer the possibility of uh, switching from uh, different uh, cameras uh, points of view of different cameras and stuff like that even though most people emphasize that a virtual format can never replace an in-person event do you see any advantages a virtual festival can offer um, yeah, I think, I mean, for us, for instance, last year, when we started developing our own platform, one of the questions we had, like, is this going to be something very, uh, uh, limited in time, or is that something that we will remain after the pandemic? And our answer back then, and it's still the, the case now is the, whatever we're doing in the virtual realm is something that's going to remain uh, after the pandemic, we've discovered there uh, a tool to communicate to a larger audience, etc. Uh, it's not an end in itself. It's more something that's part of our uh, toolkit now. Uh, and, uh, and of course, you know, in these times where it's difficult to travel, where people uh are kind of stuck home it's it's kind of a good alternative it's better than nothing uh and we we i think we will discover in the years to come other um let's say uh other dimensions that 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 could be good to keep in the virtual side of things uh for instance you know in the last years we we had been seeing more and more people hesitating to travel for uh, uh, because of the climate change uh, issues and stuff like that. So 
you know, if people do reduce their traveling, we, we still want to get, remain in touch with an audience that is interested in what the festival is about. So, 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 so we'll, for, for sure for us, it's something that's going to remain and hopefully evolve into an interesting complement to what we do. Well, I wish you the best of luck this week with the program. Thank you, Elaine, for speaking with me today about Hybrid Cutting Edge Canada, presented by Mutech and Hellerau. Well, thanks. And maybe just a little nuance is uh, that the festival happens uh, over four days, but all the content will also remain after uh, on demand for free until the end of March. So if you feel you're missing anything or there's anything that you saw that you want to uh, see again, it's going to be possible till the end of March. Awesome. Registration is free. Sign up at virtual.mutech.org. Great. See you there. <laughs> listening to some music by Priori. This week, I caught up with the Montreal-based producer over Zoom, and we talked about his contributions to Mutech Montreal and the upcoming hybrid Cutting Edge Canada virtual festival. We're talking on March 9th, 2021, which is kind of our one-year anniversary of everything grinding to a halt in the music industry. Tell me a little bit about what you've been working on over the past year. Uh, I've been, I mean, I've been pretty much going just between my house and the studio at this point, uh, which is just a five minute walk. So I go there every other day because my studio mate is doing the other day. And uh, I've been, I think also because of the circumstances, I've been doing less collaborations and stuff like that. So I've really been focusing on my own music and, um, you know, getting acquainted to new new gear and finding interesting ways of working with it. So, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty happy with the the new material that I've prepared, and um, and it's just been a, like a really nice taking the time to experiment again, which I wasn't doing so much in the previous years. Just you know, lack of time, being you know, being on the road sometimes and stuff like that. So that's that was kind of pleasant for me to get back into like the experimental zone, trying things out, seeing what sticks and stuff like that. Tell me about how the Montreal dance music community that you're a part of is staying connected and staying optimistic through this time. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's easier in the summer, to be honest. Uh, Right now we're in the deep of winter. I mean, it's coming to close, but it's it's just a little harder because it's hard to hang out outside with people. It's minus 30 and stuff like that. But um, I've actually, strangely enough, built stronger connections with some some friends and some people I make music with just via, I think, really like making a point of staying in touch and not being isolated. 
So I've been having like long walks. I'll just go, you know, meet up with a friend, have like a two hour walk, come back home or like, you know, jump on a call with someone and just talk for hours about, you know, could be music, but could be anything. And I think that's actually brought me closer to, to some people, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Also making a point of not being on the internet too much, you know, <laughs> trying to like get some real life interactions as much as we can in like a safe context. What does it mean for you to have Mutech including your uh, performance from the 2020 version of Mutech Montreal in their hybrid Cutting Edge Canada program this weekend? What's it like having the support of a of a organization like Mutech? It's super nice. I um, to be honest, Mutech, you know, had like when I was younger, getting into electronic music and stuff like that. I went through. I mean, so many different phases, but, you know, I listened to Daft Punk. I got into Daft Punk first, probably, and then got into it. And as I got deeper and deeper into electronic music, the stuff that was closest to home was was Mutech. And uh, and the, they had, at that time, they had a very specific style that was kind of like, you know, minimal, glitchy, experimental stuff. There's like raster note and, or artists coming through and stuff like that. And I think it's really it's always been in the back of my head, like that kind of textural sound and like sound design aspect of it that re you know, really was kind of like that's Mutech really brought that out of the Montreal scene, you know? And, uh, as I started going to the festival, uh, I just met a lot of people that I wouldn't end up, you know, collaborating with or just hanging out with and stuff like that. So it's really a place I have, a lot of memories of going to Mutech, even working at Mutech. Uh, and um, yeah, so it's, it's super nice to have their support in that, in the, especially in the last few years, you know, I, as I've been like developing a sound or trying to develop a sound and they're responding to it positively and including them in the, including me in the lineups and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's, it's really nice of them and really helpful for me. So the the one that's presented at Dresden uh, was shot last year uh, during the pandemic. Um, yeah, as like a hybrid thing. Yeah, let's talk about that. So in September 2020, Mutech delivered a, a hybrid edition of their festival and their forum program. So uh, there were presentations from Mutech's international uh, partners um, and then there was also some live shows that were happening within the public health guidelines, and those were being broadcast on the virtual Mutech platform. What was it like being an artist playing one of the only live gigs in the world last year? <laughs> yeah, it was it was so abstract until the very last minute because no one knew what would be possible in the context, you know. But I don't know, big, big up for them for making it happen and, you know, making it happen safely for everybody. Um, I think I remember it there being about like 60 people when I performed everyone with a mask at a distance, but it also didn't seem too forced. Like I was seeing those, I remember seeing pretty ridiculous videos of like people standing apart with their hands in the air at a festival, you know, and it looked, it looked so ridiculous. And there was, there seemed to be no point to, you know, but for some reason, the way they did it with the visuals in the dome made a lot of sense. It was like people were apart, but they were lying down, staring at 
like those crazy 360 visuals uh, and listening, you know, listening to music on a good sound system. And for some reason, to me, it it made sense. You know, I was a bit scared of it be feeling like disingenuous or just like um, forced, you know. But in that in that context, I was like, wow, okay, it's there's a reason for this, and I think people who were there enjoyed it properly, and you know. For for anybody who has not had the, the the privilege of seeing or experiencing the dome at the SAT, can you just describe a little bit about what this setup is like? Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not the most you know technically well versed person, especially in when it comes to video and visuals and stuff like that. But um, the way I understand it is is like it's basically a, this big dome that can fit a, maybe 200 people or something like that, and um, about two stories high or maybe a bit more than that. And um, they project from multiple different points, projectors that are basically mapped to the dome. So it's this, it's, you're basically in a, in a half sphere watching visuals that are all around you. Um, and, you know, they can create like really interesting patterns and psychedelic things. So like when you're lying down there and like, you know, the music you know, you're really feeling the music and just watching this going on. It's it's pretty, like, wild experience, I think. The last time you and I spoke to each other was was in person at Mutech Montreal 2019. Yeah, great uh, memories. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if you can uh, take me back to 2019 and what you remember about that edition of the festival and preparing for your set that year. Yeah. It was, um, it's funny. It was my first solo live set ever. And, uh, I think I underestimated the work that was, you know, that I was going to have to put into it. And, uh, and it was a bit of a stressful time for me, but, um, it was also kind of wonderful to just be able to play my music for people in, in such a, it was just a, the right context, you know, it's like the perfect size room. The sound system was nice. Uh, everyone was there like, you know, really listening and like trying to soak it in. So I just met a bunch of people, including you and just Mutech is always a good place for, um, either, you know, seeing people you haven't seen in a long time or, or just like getting acquainted with like-minded people. So yeah, that was, that was super fun. There's like both the kind of, I remember the stress and I, and I remember the, you know, also being happy and like having a great time. Thank you very much, Francis. We're going to have a listen to a part of that set now. Amazing. Thank you, Paul.